morning, everyone. We're studying Psalm 139 today, which is one of my favorite psalms. Starting with verse 1, the psalm starts out with acknowledging that God searches and knows us, and that he knows when we sit down and when we rise up in verse 2. So I get a kick out of this imagery because I liken it to how I observed my pets growing up. For those of you who don't know, my dad's a vet, so I grew up with a lot of pets at home. And at one point, we had four dogs and four cats and a guinea pig. But fun facts aside, verse 2 reminds me of how I observed my pets and would know things about them and I was acquainted with their ways. For example, I knew all the cats hiding places or I could tell when they're about to plop on my pillow and take a nap or when they're gonna come over and nudge my pencil when I was doing my homework. I knew I knew when they're hungry and wanted food, etc. So once you've spent enough time with them, you just kind of know these things. So I think about myself as someone that God observes and knows when I'm about to sit down at my desk or not when I'm about to rise up from my sleep. Um, or that's just the fact that he's acquainted with my ways. That gives me a kick that he's a God who takes interest in my life in that way. And not only just interest, but as the psalm continues, he actually has such intimate knowledge of me on my thoughts, my words before it's on my tongue, even my most inward parts before I was formed. That's the kind of intimate knowledge that he has for me. And it boggles me even more when I think about the fact that God is a God of the universe. And it's like Psalm 8, what is man that you're mindful of him to the extent of even knowing minute details about me? Like who is so insignificant in the grand scheme of things. So that, that intimate knowledge that God has of me can be both a fearful and a comfort, comforting thought. Yeah, so um, jumping off of there, in verse two, when it says, you discern my thoughts from afar, it reminded me of um, Hebrews four in our previous DTs, where we read that God's word is living and active, discerning the thoughts and intentions of my heart. And um, similar to what I felt when I read that, viscerally, um, this idea of God being able to see all my thoughts, that God knows even before a word is on my tongue, or that I'm hemmed in behind and before, like in verse five, that evokes a fearful response um, initially. And so what is this fearful response? Um, it's of being fully known and of being completely open. And I think that this comes from a fear of rejection. That if somebody were to know all of my thoughts and all of my heart, that they would reject me. So another option is I would just rather pretend that nobody knows. But when we read this psalm, we don't get this sense of fear um, from David as he talks about God's knowledge of him. Rather, it seems like he's comforted or even even might delight in the fact that God knows him through and through. In verse 6, he says, such knowledge is too wonderful for me. In verse 10, he says, even there your hand shall lead me, your right hand shall hold me. Verse 14, I praise you for I'm <clears throat> fearfully and wonderfully made. Verse 17 says, how precious to me are your thoughts. And verses 23 to 24 say, search me and know me, know my heart, know my thoughts, and see if there's any grievous way within me. And so why does David take comfort in this fact that God knows him so intimately? It seems like in verses 7 through 9, David is saying, I can't flee to anywhere without God being there. He's in heaven and he, he's even in Sheol, which is the Hebrew word for where the dead go. But in verse 10, we see that this is comforting to him because anywhere he goes, he can be assured that God's hand will lead him and his right hand shall hold him. So David has this assurance that God will be there and it's his covenantal relationship with him, even though God knows all of who he is, that allows him to be open and to desire to be known by God. Moving on to verse 11 and 12, 
if I say, surely the darkness shall cover me and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. The contrast here of, of my experience of darkness and light versus God's experience of darkness is light is so stark. To me, even the light about me is as if it's night. Even for things that ought to be clear, they're muddied and I'm blind to it. Whereas for God, there is no darkness. And even what is dark is made clear and bright in his presence. Everything is exposed before him, like it says in Hebrews. One way that this verse brought me comfort was in my early 20s. Um, I was really lacking in self-awareness. I was really shallow and unthinking and just had a hard time seeing and, seeing and acknowledging negative truths about myself. So I was just really proud. And it took some blows to my ego for me to begin to even see that truth. When I finally acknowledged and realized how shallow I was, I felt like my reality was that the light about me be night. And I, I just felt blind to myself. As hard as I wanted to see who I was, it was just really difficult. Um, to, to find that truth and it took a lot of practice just trying to speak what was true and just learning to reflect so I think a lot of me for that that shallowness was an unwillingness to reflect on the different idols in my heart whether it be wanting to be competent in ministry or using ministry as a means to build my ego or the idol of dating and marriage I really refused to think about these areas of my life and I was convinced you know, when I was meeting students, that was for the sake of God. But what I didn't see was that part of my motivation was also to appear spiritual and feel competent about myself. So yeah, I think it, it just took a lot of practice in reflecting, but it, it encouraged me that to God, none of this was a mystery to him as it was to me. And even the darkness is exposed as light and that I can ask him for help to show me the truth of who I am. That gave me a lot of hope that even as I felt so hopeless in my shallowness, my pride and my blindness, I could run to him for help. Um, while I was fearful and, and it was ego devastating it was also comforting because by then I knew that the only way to draw closer to God was to know the truth about myself better and that was how I could share a genuine relationship with God knowing that he was helping me along the way yeah so in the last verses of the Psalms in this Psalm verse 23 to 24 David opens him out himself up to be fully searched by God and known by him to test his thoughts and his hearts so like I was saying earlier, it, it can be scary um, because that can reveal a lot of ugly things going on inside. But I was thinking about when do we subject ourselves to this kind of examination? One instance is when we go to the doctors to find out what's wrong with us. And that's so that we can be healed of whatever ailment we have. Granted, I know some people don't wanna know and therefore they don't even wanna go see a doctor. And I can relate to that too. When I was little, my eyesight was starting to get blurred and I remember trying to squint and memorize the last row of letters so that the <laughs> eye doctor wouldn't give me that less than perfect mark for my eyesight. But in the end, yeah, I failed and I ended up getting glasses. But these days, um, I'm pregnant and it, it feels kind of scary to not know um, what's going on inside my body, to know if everything's okay with the baby and, and this pregnancy. So I find myself wanting to bring every symptom I have and tell them about any sort of abnormal feeling or sign so that I can be sure that everything's going okay inside. And so if it's not, then I can treat it immediately. So I'm open to, even if there's negative information that comes out of that, I wanna know. And I think in the context of a relationship of love, this is true too. When I sense some tension between me and Isaiah, and maybe it's something I did that caused it, there's part of me that's fearful of knowing because it will expose some negative things about myself. But I have this choice of ignoring or pretending like everything's okay or finding out and talking things through so that we can have a real relationship. 
in the end i would rather know what it is that i'm doing whatever grievous way is in me so that we can reconcile and deepen our relationship so in that way god knows us and knows what's going on inside so when we're open about who we are we allow god to search us and know us we can enter into that kind of intimate relationship with the one who already knows us completely and loves us that's all for today all right bye bye see you later